And so if you can lean into adversity and recognize that it's a catalyst of change and an accelerator for growth, then you look forward to it. You know, work is about a lot more than work today. And we got the opportunity to catch up with Todd Burnham. Todd's the author of a Amazon bestseller called Comeback, Epic Rebound Strategies for Business or Personal Adversity. Todd is a founding partner and mindset coach at Colorado's Burnham Law. He's an author, keynote speaker, law firm consultant, professor, mentor, entrepreneur, former All-American lacrosse player, and host of the podcast, Deep Bench. In the book, Todd talks about his own firsthand experience with Comeback and fighting through adversity. And, you know, I think with a, with a major touch of vulnerability, talks about how he himself and consequently a reality of work for many workers is the challenge of trying to transform trauma into triumph is what Todd talks about. And you know, with so many obstacles that face workers today, I wanted to catch up with Todd, not just because of the work he's doing uh, in his own practice, but the work he's doing in his community every day with young people uh, to try to affect and bring about change to better prepare people, not just workers, for the challenges they will face every day. Here's Todd Burnham. Let's bring it in. I'm going to kick it to you, Todd. Why don't you give us your elevator? Tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll start us off. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm a a 51-year-old man living in Boulder, Colorado. Married my uh, college girlfriend uh, 13 years later. Have uh, a family of five. Um, You know, started a law firm in in the basement uh, in 2009 coming out here. And uh, with a lot of uh, luck and uh, hard work and talented people around me that are attracted to what we're about. Um, we've grown into the, I think, the biggest uh, domestic relations law firm in Colorado. Um, and we're about to, you know, start partnering at different levels on the national level with, you know, premium players. So, you know, we're really at the point now where um, we're seeing the future and we want to be that. And so, even though I feel like we're at the top of our game, um, I, I just want to keep going, Sam. That's that's my that's my thing. I love it. I, yeah. Listen, I, I I read through the book twice, so I read it, and really? I, I like rip books apart. So I I, re- I read through it. it it's yeah. it's in shambles. Only I say that because there's a lot of markups around it, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Why don't why don't you why don't you tell us? I'd love to know. Um, why don't you share with the audience uh, about the book and maybe why you wrote Comeback? Man, you know, it's, um, well, I'm a, I was raised by a single mom, um, social worker in, you know, the South side of Syracuse in New York. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a grinder. Right. And, and I moved and I, I moved to, uh, Fayetteville and, um, which is in the outs, you know, the suburbs and, um, and everything about it was, you know, that's where I was introduced to lacrosse and, and competitive sports and, and focus and drive. And, you know, I see our clients, um, our, our clients, I just kept seeing that we were giving them really good services, but we're also leaving them right at the end. Like, okay, we were, we were hopefully successful and good luck. And these people are just like, you know, they just went through the most traumatic time of their lives. And no matter what it is, if it's a, you know, a, a pressure packed divorce with kids or, 
you know, your car was T-boned or you're arrested for a DUI or you're sued by your contractor. I mean, all of these things are traumatic to different people. And I felt like in, in watching, you know, people just, you know, us crush cases for people. And then these people would, they, they, they weren't feeling that in their lives. They overcame something, but the toll that it took was devastating. And, and I just kind of felt helpless and we are really service focused, Sam. Like I, I mean it, I, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a product of my mother, who's a social worker, the New York state for 30 years. And, and she was all about service and it's just, you know, that's just who I am. So, I, and if we're going to be of service, I want to be the fucking best. So um, I, I wrote a book instead and I, and I wrote it after watching all of these people go through adversity, you know, from, you know, beginning of a, a divorce case, say, to the end. And, and I'd see most people are just struggling, right? They're just trying to get through, they're surviving. And I saw others that were thriving. And I'm like, wait a second, this is kind of like Napoleon Hill thinking grow rich. You know, I'm like, I'm like watching these people and I'm seeing what are the commonalities between all of them. And, and I saw that there were six things that they all had in common. And I just got really focused and, and motivated to, uh, to share it. And so now we, we, we give this book to all of our people. And I think it, you know, it, it impacts their lives. And um, so I'm really proud of it. Yeah, I love the, I love the, um, I mean, speaking as someone who's, you know, I started one, I don't, we haven't even talked about this, but I started one huddle because I grew up watching my mom, um, you know, first, first, um, you know, grew up in a blue collar family where you send the boy to school, not the girl grew up in that time kind of time. And she was wow. a legal secretary for 52 years. And I always said she knew more than most of the lawyers, but she just didn't have the opportunity as others. So um, it, your story resonates about your mom and, and, and your commitment to service. Appreciate that. Thank you. The six traits of those that benefit adversity. I think that's like a really strong core of the book. Can you talk to us about those? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, for me, like, look, I'm a recovered alcoholic. So number one is pretty easy for me. Um, I identified with it and that's, you know, you got to hit the bottom. And, and this is the, this is the trick for me is that, you know, the things that come after hitting bottom and that mentality are the things that really matter to me. So I've started to kind of use like, you know, I've started to approach things differently. Like Michael Jordan would he'd like create, you know, these, you know, beefs with people. And so like, you know, you don't have to hit literal bottom, um, but you want to have the mindset that you're desperate, right? That you have to change something. So uh, you want to knock out these steps? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, walk, right. walk me through, walk us through them. All right, uh, first one's hit bottom, um, you know, mentally, not physically or anything like that. Uh, embrace desperation. Desperation is your friend. That's when, you know, that's, that's the accelerator, right? Um, get your mind right. Uh, everything about this is, um, is mental. I think 90% of this is mental and the way that you think about things and the way that you approach things, um, move, get your body going, you know, your mind and body are connected. Uh, I found that as I move, as I, um, uh, continued to, to, to grow, um, my business grew when I grew and I became more of a, uh, you know, healthy person. And so, there's a connection there with movement and mentality, I think, and, and success. Um, I think uh, five is, is, you know, stacking bricks, you know, recognizing little wins, 
um, you know, staying that, you know, that positive mindset and then, you know, immerse yourself. Number six is just immerse yourself in a new way of thinking. Um, and that's what I saw these people do. And I just started like piecing together these pieces and I just followed it myself. And I'm like, let's go. It's great. The stack bricks piece, I think is so important. You know, I think we live in a world where we're so outcome driven, unfortunately, you, you know, you do a lot on the sports side, which you haven't even talked about yet, but you know, living in a world where you're, you're coaching young people, which are the future of our workforce, um, Absolutely. that model, that model of focusing less on the scoreboard and more on the behaviors and the, again, that's how I interpreted, tell me what you, what you think, but I interpreted stacking bricks to me is, you know, finding, you know, staying where your feet are, focusing uh, on the things you can control, build some positive momentum and bam, but man, that's hard. Like that's hard to coach and teach easy. You know, it's not, I don't want to say it's easy to say, but it's hard to get people's eyes off the scoreboard. Isn't it? Ground balls, win games, ground balls, wins games. Right. <laughs> I like it. So, so that's, that's not mine. That's Casey Powell's. Um, you know, it, it's when you, when you start looking at things from, and you're measuring something differently, when you're trying to actually, you can actually see effort and you're, you know, you, when you, I was thinking today about rock climbers, you know, like when you start rock climbing or something, your, your, your hands are, or the same thing with lacrosse, you know, you start doing reps and you're, you, you start with a lacrosse stick and you're terrible at it. Right. But the more you do something, the more that you, you practice, the more reps that you have, you can hone that muscle. And that muscle here is your mentality and your outlook towards yourself. Right. And so if you can recognize that, you know, wait a second, I woke up at 515 to go to 545 yoga and sweat my ass off. Um, I had three wins there. You know, it's not just one. It's like one is I, I, I told the, the, you know, my, I'm not negotiating with myself in the morning. I'm getting up. So I got up. That's one. You know, I actually found the yoga mat is two. That's a win in my house. Um, and then three actually going, and then four is actually experiencing it. And then five is coming home feeling like I have momentum. That's six wins stacking bricks in an, an hour and a half. And that's how I start my day. And that's my choice to look at it that way. You know, it's not like, oh my God, I got up. Oh, I can't believe I had to get up at 5 or 15. You know, this is, this is my life. You know, I, I am on the, what is it the, from, uh, um, what's that Nelson Mandela, his favorite, um, his favorite point. I'm the, I'm the master of my, I'm not sure what it is, but it's Invictus. It's the poem. Yeah, master of my <laughs> destiny or yeah. yeah I, master of my family, Captain. You know, so it's, it's those kind of things that I get inspired by. And, and I think about those things every day and I get motivated and fired up to come in and lead in a way that is uh, uplifting and, and positive, you know, and badass because it's let's go. <laughs> What do we we get wrong about adversity? And I'll set this up. You know, I feel like we live in a moment where all around us at times we're trying to, like I take my daughter to the park and I don't know. I went, I remember when I was a kid, like the park, the ground of the park was like concrete. Now it's 10 inches thick of foam. You know, like we try to create environments where even when you hit the ground, you don't feel it. Um, I guess what, what do we, what do we get wrong about adversity today? Um, what we get wrong about adversity is I think that adversity is a positive thing. I mean, because change is good, right? It's not, and change is not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not reacting 
to things. It's, it's accepting where it is. It's kind of Bruce Leeing adversity, you know, you're, you're going with it. And so if you can lean into adversity and recognize that it's a catalyst of change and an accelerator for growth, then you look forward to it and often create it. So adversity in a business could be letting, you know, uh, realizing that five different people are not performing and, and making a decision that, you know, that's going to, you know, it's going to hurt us, you know, in the short term to lose people. But overall, the morale of the company increases because these people weren't pulling their weight, right? That's going to be short-term adversity, but long-term lemonade, you know? So we're, you make lemons out of lemonade. And if you have that mentality and that athlete's mindset and that growth mindset, then I don't think adversity is a four-letter word. I think it's something that like is a, it's, it's, an, it's an accelerator. So I look forward to adversity, you know? I, what, I what is is there anything in writing the book um, as folks have read it and gone through it and you got reactions from, from people, there, what, what has surprised you most about some of the reactions uh, that you've heard? Um, you know, the, the things that nothing's really surprised me. People are more like, wow, I didn't know that about you. You know, um, people have identified with it. Um, people have said that it helped them, uh, that it's changed their lives. Um, that's surprising to me because it's just my story. And it's kind of like, just saying like, Hey, this is how we use adversity, man. Like we can come back stronger if you get your mind right. And it really comes down to that. You know, you don't have to read the book or you don't have to play the game. It's uh, just get your mind right. You know? So I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. I'm just happy to witness it and, and appreciate that it's helping people. You know, I'm not, I'm not out there like on a book tour or anything. I'm really wanted to be, to serve our clients and other people that, that need it. So yeah. I don't really have any expectations with it. You know, I found that when, you know, go through the process of writing a book and it's a, a huge feat uh, yeah. when, when you go through it, there's, there's the chapters that flow the easiest are generally the ones that you're the most passionate about as the author and then there's the ones that you know you have to write, but you know they might you might have to kind of grind. You got to go through the grind, right? Writing them because you know you got to get them, but that the, maybe just it doesn't flow. For I guess for you, what what was the the most fun part of the book to write that you felt just like poured out of you when you when you did it? It was uh, it was steps one, two, and three. Um, hit bottom. I, I feel like you know I I've hit bottom many times in my life. Um, uh, embracing desperation is just one of those things that I believe in now after, you know, practicing in Colorado for 15 years and 20 years overall, and like becoming a businessman with a law degree as a result of, of that desperation. Um, and then realizing that the, the, the truth of everything where it all re like resides from any performance perspective is getting your mind right. And then after that, it was, okay, now we got to get into some more pieces that are like, you're building up. Like, I'm really good at getting to the point where like, all right, we're, we got our minds right and we're desperate and let's go. And then, you know, the, I'm a, I'm a big picture person. And so then the, you know, the micro pieces of this are the things that take me a little bit longer. Yeah. The, um, the immerse yourself piece, you know, that was, um, as I, as I've heard you talk about just what you're doing in your business around service, yeah. 
And I mean, it's just not common that you think about, you know, a, a legal firm putting service as a core tenant, you know, of, of, of what you're trying to strive for every day. Um, you know, a question for you, you know, for anybody out there that's listening, that's maybe a manager uh, or a leader inside of an organization, but maybe they don't have the control that you have over Burnham Law. They don't have the, they are not the C-level executive that can make choices and decisions. I'm talking about that middle manager leader that's out there that's listening. Yeah. yeah. Would, you know, I want you to coach them up here for a second. Like, what would you say to them about um, the importance of service and why, um, you know, regardless of the environment you're in, it's important to, you know, have a service mentality? What, what would be something you would say to, to those people? Because some people are listening, Todd, or from restaurants, hospitality, retail, you know, sports, yep. all different environments. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, first of all, you know, uh, during college, I worked at the Olive Garden and I can do from the pasta we make to the lasagna we bake. Like, so I understand service industry. <laughs> like I've spent a lot of time in it and I learned from it. Um, you get more tips with the better service that you provide, generally speaking, right? Um, the middle, the middle level, the person about service is, and here's the key is that if you focus on service, the profits come because if you focus on being the best, you don't have to market that, right? And so the performance piece and that kind of mindset and the, the focus on the service is the thing that is the catalyst for growth for everything. And so if you focus on the marketing or if you're focusing on you know, human resources or, or something to the, to the level of, of ROI focus, and not service focus, you'll you'll sustain, but you're not going to grow because you're you're always going to have to market yourself because it's not because the results are not always going to be you know focused on being exceptional. So if you're focused on the service piece and your department or your division is just dialed, then that it it it's inevitable. You know, Sam, one of the things in my life that I look for is just consistent, like universal truths, you know, that's like, I, I feel like I, that's what I want to do now. It's like, what's the truth? You know, what are the things that A leads to B to C? And what I've realized for, at any level is um, the work that you put in results in the performance output and with the mindset piece and the performance, then that's optimization. And that's undeniable and you will get noticed no matter where you're at. Love it. I have one final question for you, Todd. Uh, you know, one of the stories in the book that really spoke to me was, you know, you got a few of them, but the story of Malik. Uh, you were talking about you know, Malik being a guy that you worked with who went to prison when he came out, went to culinary school. And, you know, yeah. I, I think about that because I think mm -hmm. about, um, you know, when you think about adversity, we all have different um, experiences and we all, you know, that, that we may find ourselves in this position from. And I think also about the future of work, which is kind of the topic of the podcast. Yeah. And you know, I want to ask you what your, what's your hope for the future of work? Well, my hope for the future of work is that, well, and I'll talk from law firm perspective, um, from, and, and from a service, you know, I, I guess it all is, it's service-based, right, Sam? Um, <clears throat> I, I want us, the future of work to be this. I want there to be two levels of 
um, of efficiencies and optimization, because that's the focus. You want to be optimized. If you're not optimized, then that it's like a it's like an athlete that's going to eat Oreos before they go on a you know they they play in the Olympics and you know, they're doing a hundred hundred meter dash, right? So you can have the most efficiencies at one level where your processes are 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 dialed in, but if you're not if you're not optimizing the people and making them level up through coaching or level up through the culture of the work or level up in general, then you have half of a business because you can have all the systems and processes. And then if that's the only thing you optimize, you're gonna have low morale, poor culture, right? The optimization, the future of work in my mind is the optimization of processes and people to be a fully optimized business which is then the most service focused because it's going to be, it'll allow you to spend the time investing in the client and not the administrative piece, if you follow. And so the, the thing for me, for an example, the future of our work is we're using, we're using games to level up our people in terms of, you know, anything that's important to us, you know? So we did just the, you know, the other day for the intakes department is who moved my cheese. That's what I see the future of work being, Sam. I think it's a lot of the stuff that you're doing. And I think that gamifying learning um, is the future of work. Like I am, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm all in with it because I see it and this is what I do. I love it. I mean, yeah. Hey, who doesn't like a game and a little bit of adversity in a game is a good thing. I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of what you talk about in the book that, you know, I found myself nodding my head at, uh, yeah. that, you know, I think is so important. And, and, you know, I think you did a phenomenal job, uh, making, making it accessible to really anybody, you know, there's so, so many times a book gets tunnel vision on a specific industry or a specific um, role or a specific gender, or specific, you know, culture. I mean, the book, I mean, it was, it, uh, I think there's anybody can really pick it up and is going to walk away with like a pretty big takeaway um, that they may be able to put in daily. Hey, look, I, I appreciate it. And I, I appreciate what you do, Sam, because, you know, Burnham Law is, is focused on optimizing our processes and our people. And that I was inspired by, you know, for that from you. Um, I like what you're doing, man. I, I think it's innovative. I think it's, you're a thought leader and uh, I'm honored to be on your podcast. I appreciate you, Todd. Thanks for joining. Right, right on, man. You'd be good. You know, there's a lot of things I think Todd brings up that are very relevant today, whether it's a person who is leading a team, you're a manager, you're a C-level executive, um, you're an owner of a business, uh, or if you are a worker yourself uh, every day trying to come to work and bring your best self. Uh, a few things Todd says that I wrote down that I'm taking away uh, that, I, you know, some, some may strike as simple, but most definitely these are the hard things to do. Adversity is a good thing Todd talked about. You know, we do get stronger from failure. You know, struggle is a critical part of, of not just learning, uh, but of growing, whether it's a business or growing professionally. Um, we have to look and reframe the way we think about adversity. Uh, I thought that Todd uh, talked a lot about that. He does a lot in his book as well. So Todd, Todd said ground balls win games. And uh, I'm watching a lot more baseball these days because it's a lot faster. Uh, so... 
but I think it's, it's a, there's a lot there. You know, getting on first, finding ways to break bigger projects down into smaller parts. I mean, there's so many places in work today where that uh, message is so critical. You know, whether you're you're somebody who's trying to get a, comp get a degree, or you're trying to move the next step in your career journey, uh, breaking bigger projects down into smaller ones is a skill. Ground balls win games. And finally, Todd said, you can have good efficiency, but if you're not optimizing your people, then you have half a business. And he obviously mentioned, you know, you, that will lead into low morale uh, and ultimately have an effect on your customer experience. You know, again, if you are not thinking about your people, you only have half a business. So if you haven't already, go on over to your local bookstore and look up Todd Burnham and the book Comeback, Epic Rebound Strategies for Business or Personal Adversity. And just like the book says on the front, get your mind right. Jaime, get your mind right. Thanks to Todd Burnham for making time to join us on the podcast. Now, don't forget to subscribe to Bring It In so you never miss an episode. We've got some awesome guests lined up that you're not going to want to miss. Now, back to work.